Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We are here to break down the 53-man roster predictions. What we think is going to happen between now and Tuesday at 4 p.m. when teams have to get down to 53. I am joined by Clifton Brown, still stepping in for Garrett Downing. Uh, So Cliff, just coming off a 17-15 preseason finale win over the Washington Commanders. The Ravens streak lives on 23 straight games. Uh, you know, a, a somewhat interesting game. Uh, I don't think it really cleared up a whole lot of roster decisions for me outside of there were a couple little bumps and bruises, some injuries along the way that I think impacted what my final list looked like. Most notably, Poe, uh, having to be carted off. Now he's off my 53. Probably going to have to be on the <laughs> go on the IR. You just Cliff. couldn't resist, could you, Vine? Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't resist. I see you shaking your head. <laughs> All thoughts to to Poe. Best wishes, you know, for a speedy recovery. John Harbaugh said this had to start out with a Poe injury update. John Harbaugh said we're awaiting MRI results. Of course, with bated breath, you know, waiting to see what that says. Huge roster implications there. So we'll just have to see. We will. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I, I somehow I think that that wasn't what was keeping John up at night. But let's best suppose uh, it was. It was for me. Uh, I know, Brian. You you care. You're just you're just a sweethearted guy. I mean, what can <laughs> exactly. I say? Exactly, exactly. Um, all right, so Cliff, let's jump into it. Do you have your Do you have your final roster prediction in front of you? I do. It's fluid, but it's there. Yes. Oh wow! So we're making we're making decisions on the right, fly, baby. Right. All right, here we go. Uh, for those who want to get this in written form, uh, kind of follow along that way as you listen. Uh, I released my fifty-three man prediction last night in the breakdown uh, immediately following the game, so you can follow along there. Um, we'll start at the top. Let's go quarterback. I don't think there's too many decisions to be made here, Cliff. Who are you keeping at QB? Uh, let me see here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lamar and Tyler, I think the biggest takeaway from since training camp to me is how good both of them have looked uh, mm-hmm. doing what they do. Lamar in practice has looked great. And then, you know, Tyler Huntley has really been fabulous, the preseason action he got. So there's teams out there wondering who their starting quarterback is going to be and wondering how that starter is going to play. The Ravens have two very good quarterbacks. They're blessed uh, to be in that position, and that bodes well for for them this season. Absolutely. I think the undrafted rookie, Anthony Brown, 
coming out of Oregon is somebody that uh, has definitely improved over the preseason. I think he's been pretty good for, for really over the course of the summer. Uh, and, and you've seen him take steps forward. I mean, some two really nice deep balls last night to Demarcus Robinson. Uh, he's, he's just played well, throwing the ball well. And, and, you know, he even said after the game that he kind of looks at Snoop as kind of a model for the way he wants to get into the league, you know, coming in as an undrafted rookie out of the uh, Pac-12 and, and kind of making a, a career for himself. And that's what Anthony Brown Jr. would like to do. I think he's put his best foot forward in doing so, so far. And it wouldn't surprise me if he lands on the Ravens practice squad, if they keep him as their third quarterback. Yeah, I'm thinking that's what they want to happen is for him to do that so that he can make that progression like Snoop. And, yeah, some players will look at going to a team that has Lamar and Snoop as a disadvantage. I think Anthony Brown had the perfect attitude. He's like, I can learn so much from these guys. Hats off Mm -hmm. to Lamar and Snoop for really taking him under their wing. And it certainly showed by the way he played last night that he has benefited from this experience, whether it lasts with him being on a practice squad or whether he ends up going somewhere else. Totally, totally. All right, so running back, and this was one of the first tougher decisions for me. Uh, Ravens are obviously keeping J.K. Dobbins, uh, and then you had to really decide between Mike Davis, Justice Hill, Tyler Beatty, and Nate McCrary how many you were going to keep there. I I ended up keeping four running backs with with Davis, Justice, and Tyler Beatty. Uh, I have Nate McCrary off the squad, but I was between keeping three and four running backs in the end, I went with four, uh, keeping Justice Hill, just because I think, you know, he offers something special teams-wise. He's a change of pace back, different kind of back than the other two. He's looked explosive, getting to the edge as a perimeter player, a possible receiver in this offense, coming off that Achilles. It's been really impressive what he's accomplished. I just think that, you know, while nobody separated themselves in preseason games, Justice has looked very good in in practice, and I don't think the Ravens want to go, especially as Dobbins is not yet back to full practice yet. They don't want to be late at running back like they were last year. That was a problem. and So to me, I I think I I created one extra spot there to carry a fourth running back. Right. I don't see them going with just three for the reasons that you just mentioned. Uh, I like Justice Hill. Uh, all the things you mentioned, he definitely is solid special teams player. To me, as John Harbaugh mentioned, he looks as fast, if not faster, than he did before he got hurt. He yeah. uh, definitely can catch passes, as you mentioned, out of backfield. Also, I think the Ravens, the whole running game has been extremely vanilla in you know, a preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg mm-hmm. Roman, he keeps plays back during the regular season. He's careful about what he shows you, certainly during the preseason. The fact that nobody could separate themselves, I think, was kind of the schemes they were running. It was just hard for, for guys to really show what they could do. But, yeah, I don't see them keeping just three. I don't see them parting with Justice Hill. Uh, so, yes, I think that it's going to be Dobbins early in the season, not getting as much work as late, and then having Davis, Hill, and Beatty behind them. Yep, yep, I agree. Uh, fullback is obvious. Pat Ricard, you know, Ben Mason had the one hander last night, which <laughs> was sure a nice did. little catch. Uh, the Ravens brought back Ben Mason in January, but that was before they re-signed Pat Ricard. who was a free agent at the time. Didn't know how exactly how that would end up. The Ravens, I think, you know, very wise and, and fortunate for both sides that he returns. So he takes that spot. Uh, and then tight end. Uh, so the Ravens have Mark Andrews and Isaiah likely, obviously, Nick Boyle as the third tight end in the blocker. And then you have to keep Charlie Kohler 
on the original 53-man roster because he did start training camp. Uh, he did practice at the beginning of training camp when it was just the rookies who reported Charlie Kohler was out there. For fans who are wondering what the rules are, if you take the field during training camp, you cannot be placed on reserve PUP, on physically unable to perform. Um, you have to start training camp on PUP to then be moved on to that for the regular season, which is what happened with Gus Edwards, which is what happened with Tyus Bowser. It means that you missed the first at least four games of the season. That obviously would be the route the Ravens would have preferred to go with Charlie Kohler, considering he had uh, sports hernia surgery um, and will miss whatever. Bateman missed, what, five games last year? He did. With uh, the same surgery he had it a little bit later. But that would have been the route the Ravens would like to go with Kohler. But since he took the field, albeit for a very short period of time, he now has to be carried on the 53-man roster and then placed on injured reserve immediately afterwards. Um, so for me, that means four tight ends. Did you have? Did you think the question for you, Cliff? I think is <clears throat> a. Are those the guys that you have on? Did you think about keeping Josh Oliver? Oh well, the first was he. Yes, those are the guys I have on. Um, Oliver is intriguing. Um, huge guy. Uh, showed to me played his best football this training camp that he's that he's looked since being with the Ravens and definitely did everything he could to make it. But no, I don't see them keeping him. The, the roster, the entire roster is just so tight. Um, Nick Boyle, to me, looks a lot better than he did last year. Still can be a devastating blocker. As much as the Ravens run the football and prioritize that, just having a, a guy like Boyle is too valuable. And then yeah, I mean, Oliver, that's not the strength of his game, being a blocking tight end. So he's a good player, but I don't think there's room. There's always some guys, actually in this case, quite a few guys who have done enough in most situations to make the team. But to the Ravens, it's just too tough. So, no, I, I don't think Oliver's going to be on the final 53. Right. Uh, moving on to wide receiver, this was a tough one for me, whether you go four or five. Because like you said, this roster is very tight. And I, I won't lie, I heavily considered going with four here with the reasoning being that Isaiah Likely and Mark Andrews are really tight ends who act as receivers uh, to a large degree. Uh, but in the end, I, I, I went with five. Rashad Bateman, Devin DuVernay, James Prochet, and Demarcus Robinson, I think, are the four obvious candidates. And then it was whether you're going to keep one of those undrafted rookies, Tylen Wallace, you know, one of the, the younger pros like Benjamin Victor, one of those guys. In the end, I went with Tylen Wallace uh, as my fifth wide receiver. The reasoning for me is I think the Ravens were intrigued by what he showed at the end of last season. You know, they kept talking about, you know, in a clutch situation, Tylen Wallace made a play for us, right? This is a fourth-round pick from a year ago who has obviously missed some training camp a good chunk of training camp this year, but I just don't think that they're ready to move on from a fourth round pick who intrigued them last year, who can play special teams for them. Um, I just think that they want to get a longer look there. And I believe that if Tylen Wallace were released, he would get claimed. I mean, we saw Jalen Moore get claimed. Tylen Wallace, a guy who was picked in the fourth round, who a fair number of people had third round, you know, even late second round grades. There was some buzz about Tylen Wallace considering the college career he had. 
I, I think that some other team would certainly give him a shot. I think the Ravens would like to that shot to be here, give him a longer look and see if he can what he can, you know, blossom into. Yeah, well, since this is to me what I think the Ravens are going to do, I do believe that they are going to keep Tylen Wallace and carry five. But it mm-hmm. wouldn't shock me if they risked only carrying four. Mm-hmm. Uh I think that Demarcus Robinson was a 90% chance to make the team before Saturday night. <laughs> and now he's like 120% chance after that performance. <laughs> so yeah, the four, the four at the top are clear. So right. the question is, are they keeping five for questions? And then if they keep five, who's it going to be? Right. I do think it is going to be Wallace, but again, I think, you know, during the preseason, we saw Bridges, Shamar Bridges, Makai Polk do some good things. Um, but I just don't Victor, think that, Victor with that catch last night. Victor played well last night. Thank you, Ryan. I shouldn't have left him off. So those guys have done to me more than, you know, Wallace because, you know, he's, he's been unhealthy. But again, second round, excuse me, second year player has potential. Do I see the Ravens parting with him this quickly? That would be uncharacteristic for them. So, right. and he can play special. So, he has to hope he has to get healthy and show consistency, like all young players. So yep. he's got a challenge in front of him, but I think he's going to he's going to continue to get a shot here in Baltimore. Everybody who listens to the pod knows my feelings about Shamar Bridges, been my guy from the start. Uh, I it just you know obviously he had the big first preseason game with the touchdown on the fade. Uh, didn't really sustain that momentum, unfortunately, through the the following two preseason games and in training camp practice. Uh, Makai Polk, you know, like you also mentioned, I thought he's been a guy who first game really flashed, I think led the team in receptions and, and maybe even yards. Um, and similar story just didn't quite sustain that momentum. Um, so to me, those are two guys, if the Ravens are able to retain them on the practice squad and I think they have a decent shot of doing so that's what they would look to do. Yeah. I definitely uh, feel, yeah. Bridges. <laughs> the one thing with him is that, that size is intriguing. Uh, yeah. I think the Ravens would love, to keep him around on the practice squad because he's a guy you look at, he's got, there's a lot of ceiling with him. You know, mm-hmm. I think that with more experience and with that size, he's definitely shown toughness too. Bridges is a guy who two or three years from now, you might be looking at him as a guy who's really helping a team on Sundays. So is he, is he like the Tim Patrick, you know, mm-hmm. Tim Patrick was a young wide receiver back with the Ravens back in the day who right. then ended up blossoming uh, in Denver. Right. So he's a guy to keep an eye on, but no, I don't think that, you know, he's going to be on the initial 53. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to the offensive line. I I can't, I have 10 on here. I will say, I think that, I think that this ultimately is nine, but I I have 10 on my list for right now. Uh, That's Ronnie Stanley. Obviously the starting left tackle and great news about him. Looks like he's going to be returning to practice probably tomorrow uh he has passed his physical off the pup list so that's awesome uh so i have ronnie stanley morgan moses are your two starting tackles kevin zeitler's your starting right guard obviously tyler linderbaum is your starting center then you have patrick mccary who's your super sub Jawan james who is your backup tackle uh and then we get into the left guard situation i have on ben powers tyree phillips and ben cleveland I also mentioned I have Daniel Fa'alele on the rookie as another backup tackle. But really this comes down to Powers, Phillips, and Cleveland. 
I have all three on the roster as of now. It would not surprise me at all if one of those three players is uh, traded to another team or is not on this initial 53-man roster. I just think that's a really a big crunch. The Ravens <clears throat> have really McCarry allows you to carry nine offensive linemen without, I think, really breaking a sweat because he is a sub at every position on the line uh, and a, a high-quality sub. Um, so I just, I don't think that at the end of the day, they're going to have all three of those guys on the roster, but I ain't going to get into predicting which of the three that I think the Ravens could trade. Right. I, I feel it's only going to be nine, uh, ultimately as well. Thought it was interesting. You know, the powers didn't play at all last night. Um, mm-hmm. so did he not play because he's just starting left guard? Did he not play because, you know, there may be plans for him elsewhere or both. Uh, the yep. Cleveland's Cleveland's again injuries have been an issue for him staying healthy, so he didn't play last night either. Um, yep. Yeah, and then Tyree Phillips, a guy with a lot of potential, but another guy who's had nicks and bruises that have kept him from playing consistently. Although he did play every snap, I believe last night, Phillips. So that that to me was a good sign for him. But ten offensive linemen. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot, and I don't feel that that is what they want to do. I think that they want to make some type of move so that they only have nine uh, to give them more flexibility elsewhere where they have, you know, some really tough decisions to make. And McCarry, yeah, his value you already talked about, but I also think, you know, right now he's definitely the backup center to me. Uh, If something, again, would happen to Linderbaum, they want to have him, I think, be the guy to step in there, even though he can play anywhere you want to put him on the offensive line. So absolutely. Yeah. Nine guys, I think is going to be what it is. Well, you, you have depth at every spot. So McCary can be your backup center. He could also be your backup guard at either one of those spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have Juwan James, who's your backup left tackle and backup right tackle. Same thing with Fa'alele. Can You know, he's took reps at left tackle. So you have two backup tackles, and McCary can really step in and play tackle if he needs to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but McCary is your primary backup at guard center. And you still have, you know, between Powers, Phillips, and Cleveland, Ben Cleveland can play either guard spot. Tyree Phillips can play either guard spot and tackle. Ben Powers can play either guard spot. So no matter how you look at it, you have one, if not two, backups at every single spot on the line. The Ravens are just have a lot of good offensive linemen. Um, so I think a little too many to keep. Speaking of a position where the Ravens have too many good players to keep them all, defensive line is stacked. Uh, and really the cut, the injury to Travis Jones complicates things. So here I, I have six defensive linemen on my initial 53. Uh, I have Calais Campbell, Michael Pierce, Justin Matabike, Broderick Washington, Travis Jones, and Isaiah Mack. The obvious name that is missing from this list will be Brent Urban. Uh, so I think Brent Urban's going to be on this team week one, but this is the old, you know, vested veteran. You can release them. They don't go through waivers. You have an agreement in place that, hey, after we release you, we want to bring you back, but we can't carry you on the 53-man roster originally because we need a little more flexibility. That flexibility is to get Charlie, Charlie Kohler, as we already discussed, and then also David Ajabo, both are hurt but have to be carried on the initial 53, right? So they basically go one day on the 53, get placed on IR, and then you bring back one of these vested veterans, uh, re-sign them. To me, I just, I, 
whatever. You could do that with a handful of guys on the roster. To me, I just picked Brent Urban. It was between Brent Urban and Josh Bynes. I just went with Urban for no specific reason. Um, you know, obviously, the hope is just that some other team doesn't swoop in and give them a much better deal where they say, you know what, maybe, I'll, maybe I will take that deal. I don't think so. Brent Urban wants to be in Baltimore. He loves it here. Same with Josh Bynes. You could do it with either one of them. So to me, you know, the other person I kept is Isaiah Mack, and I'll let you talk about him, Cliff. But the, the like I said, the injury to Travis Jones means you have to carry, I think, another defensive lineman that maybe might not have, would have been really on the bubble and not made it previously. Yeah, I think Isaiah Mack uh, needs to be on the 53, and he is on my 53. I just think he looks too good not to be, and that he'll get scooped up by someone if he isn't. And, yeah, I just like the way that he is he has come on. Um, a guy who's bringing pressure up the middle, something Travis Jones was doing before he got hurt and will do when he comes back. Mack, I think, can do the same thing and really showing you that he's he's a better player than he was, you know, at any point in his career, even last year. He just seems to me a guy who's ready to blossom right now. So, yes, I, I think that they will do a so-called wink-wink with Urban, uh, not have, on, have him on the initial 53 and bring him back. But Mack is, is a guy that I would not uh, part with. I think he can help you, particularly now with Travis Jones being hurt. Uh, Isaiah Mack, week one, could be a guy making plays for you out there. And I just feel that he's done enough to, to make the team and he will be on it. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Yeah, I I think the other guy that I really I had originally on was Aaron Crawford. I mean, if you want to talk about somebody that I think with their play in the third preseason game made the best case for pushing themselves onto the 53-man roster, to me that was Aaron Crawford. He was had a uh two quarterback hits, one of which was flagged, so didn't technically count uh a baloney flag, might I add. And and a tackle for loss. I mean, the dude was feasting out there, tossing blockers. Looked really powerful, just 
played his butt off, and then unfortunately suffered a groin injury that John Harbaugh said, you know, we'll have to see. It could be could be potentially serious. Um, so I think he probably lands on injured reserve now, uh, which is unfortunate for him, really feel for him. But that to me, I, I think I would have given that final spot to Crawford um, had he not gotten injured. Instead, it goes to Mack. Yeah, really tough break for him, as you mentioned. But the Ravens had to be encouraged about what they can do with their defensive line. They wanted to get younger and deeper on the defensive line after last season. And they've accomplished both to me yep. with the moves they've made. And so, yeah, with the with the uh, roster the being the way it is now, you know, older guys, Calais Campbell does not have to play, you know, the snaps that he played to me last year, which could make him more effective. Michael Pierce has looked really good in training camp, but, you know, you don't have to, you know, wear him out either with these younger guys, you know, also contributing. So, yeah, it's it's a really good defensive line. They have a wealth of talent and just had too many talented players for, you know, a guy like Crawford now that he's injured. But I do think Mack has found a way to barge into the 53 despite yep. all this talent. Yep. Uh, all right, moving on to inside linebacker, I have four, Patrick Queen, Josh Bynes, Malik Harrison, and Josh Ross, the undrafted rookie out of Michigan. Uh, I have him beating out Christian Welch, who's a third-year uh, veteran and, uh, you know, has been a, a good special teams player for the Ravens and played a good third preseason game. I think he had, what, two and a half sacks last night? Uh, mm-hmm. Had a good game, but I, I just think that Josh Ross, to me, has shown more over the course of the summer on special teams. Also, primarily show more as a defender. I mean, I think this guy is going to be a rotational piece on the defense in that that uh, linebacker room. Plays fast, knows the defense, obviously played with Mike McDonald, uh, can be a blitzer, really, to me, stands out in coverage. That's where Josh Ross really opened my eyes early on in training camp in, in even one-on-one drills against running backs, doing quite well, holding his own, and that is a brutal brutal drill for inside linebackers. There's no help wide open field and you have a running back coming at you. You have justice Hill coming at you full speed. Not easy. Josh Ross held his own in those drills and, um, and has played well in the preseason game. So that's why I gave him not as my fourth inside linebacker. Yeah. I have Ross on there too, you know, along with uh, queen and Bonds and Heron. you mentioned Bonds could be, you know, a wink, wink move too, but those are the four I have. Ross has just mm-hmm. played too well to me not be on this team. Um, I love guys who, when they know the pressure's on, play well. And, you know, people have been talking about Ross for weeks. He knew last night or Saturday night that everything was on the line for him, that he didn't have a lock, and he ends up with 11 tackles. I love when players respond to a situation like that. That lets you know that, you know, when the pressure's on, they'll probably respond again. And we also know that, you know, Mike McDonald knows him so well, having coached him and knows how to use him best. I think that's showing up. We know that they're partial to Michigan guys for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm partial to Michigan people because mm-hmm. uh, they sent my daughter to college for free, so I love Michigan too. <laughs> so, right, so, I, I, I'm not wow, going to right, get rid of a, of a Michigan guy if he's on the bubble. So, <laughs> no. But seriously, Ross, is, he's he deserves to be here. You know, the Ravens have a long history of undrafted free agents finding these gems. I yep. think he's he's the latest example. Yep, I, I totally agree. Can he step into a Chris Board-like role, I think, is the question. I think the the answer from what I've seen so far is a yes. Yes. I think he will have 
you know, play whatever, 10 to 20% of the defensive snaps and be in that rotation as a rookie is, is my expectation. And then of course he's going to have to be a very good special teams player. And I was watching him closely last night and, and he played well on special teams, particularly kickoff coverage. I thought was good. Um, and, and punt coverage. So he's going to have to continue that. All right. Outside linebacker. This is probably, I, I really grappled with this one offensive line and, and wide receiver and running back to, I'm just going to name every position outside linebacker was really a tough one for me. I have only four on, and that includes David Ajabo who's hurt and going to go on IR as soon as the 53 man roster is set or the day after. Odafe Owe, Justin Houston, Dalen Hayes, and David Ajabo are my four on. The other problem here is Dalen Hayes is banged up. Uh, missed practice, uh, some practice time this past week. Did not play in the preseason finale. So really, you're looking at two healthy outside linebackers right now on my 53-man roster. Which doesn't look good. Um, and so my thinking here is that there is a... What I want to put on here was TBD. I think the Ravens have three options at outside linebacker, okay? One, they could keep Stephen Means. And to do that, you could do another wink-wink deal with Bynes or whatever to keep him on for now. Uh, you, you could keep Stephen Means on this roster. The issue for me is that he's primarily a rush linebacker. Now, I think he's veteran. He's played enough snaps. He can play step in at Sam linebacker because that's particularly where the Ravens are thin after the injury to Vince Beagle. Um, you know, Owe and Houston are both rush linebackers. So you could keep Stephen Means. You could make a move, whether it be a trade or a free agent signing before the 53-man rosters are set. Or you could wait until the rosters are set, cuts are made, uh, and pick up somebody there that gets released by another team and, and take you know, really, you have a good case to be made to somebody out there that, hey, we need your help now. Like, you can have a role on this team right now uh, and, and and use that to fill the roster spot that vacates because of David Ajabo going on IR. Those, to me, are the options. But you need more outside linebacker help is for sure the thing. Yeah, I mean, what I think is going to happen is the Ravens are going to make a move uh, before mm -hmm. week one and bring somebody in at outside linebacker. Now, obviously we don't know who that's going to be. Yeah. And for purposes of what they're going to do now or what their options now that are with people who are already here. Yes. I do think that, um, they're going to go with four, uh, including, you know, Jabo who's injured and they're just thin. I mean, Vince Beagle would have made this team had he stayed healthy. He yep. would have been one of these, these uh, four outside linebackers, if they decide to keep four, since he's not, you had to go with Owe, Houston, Hayes, Ajabo, knowing that they're going to make a move at some point. Um, yeah, I, it's it's an issue that they're going to, I feel, have to address um, if they, uh, you know, want to feel better about their pass rush going into this season. They don't want Justin Houston playing 60 snaps, you know, a game. Uh, Owe has looked great, but they need help at this position, I feel. Yeah, totally agree. The, the other thing I'll add is that if the Ravens do trade one of those 10 offensive linemen that I have on my 53-man roster right now, I think that could that extra spot that that opens up 
maybe that means, you know, it's just Brent Ehrman and they don't do a wink wink. Or it could be Stephen Means, for example, you know, makes it because I think you don't even really, even if they bring somebody in and you have five healthy guys, that's still pretty light. <laughs> right? right. I mean, uh, or I mean, or four, I mean, is, you know, even if you have OA Houston, Dalen Hayes and TBD, that is still very light at outside linebacker. So you might want to keep means and add somebody that would not surprise me at all. If they find an extra roster spot to keep, uh, to keep two more linebackers than I have here, um, healthy linebackers. All right, Cliff, let's take a break real quick and remind listeners that the sports landscape is ever changing. And this week is no different. DraftKings, the DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports still has daily fantasy contests running for those looking to have skin in the game. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. You assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap, and then you sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app now and sign up using code FLOCK. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code FLOCK only at DraftKings.com. All right, so let's round out the rest of this 53-man roster here, Cliff. We have cornerback, safety, and specialist. One of the tougher calls to go here. Uh, Cornerback. The Ravens had an injury last night. Kevon Seymour uh, went down with an ankle injury. John Harbaugh said it might not be serious, doesn't look to be too serious, but to, that impacted a little bit of my 53-man roster thinking. What do you have at cornerback, Cliff? Um, I have them going with, with six corners, uh, not including Seymour uh, now. I think that, you know, obviously Marlon and Marcus Peters, uh, and then behind them, I've got uh, Stevens, Fuller, and the two rookies, Armour Davis and Pepe Williams. Um, mm-hmm. I think those, you know, those six, there's not much debate. I think that they – Fuller's a guy who, to me, you know, at the beginning of training camp didn't look as impressive as I thought, as I remembered him being, but I think he has come on the last few weeks and they just love his veteran presence. Uh, Stevens, you know, to me, a very, very talented young player. As, you know, Arbor, excuse me, uh, Pepe Williams has looked great, I think, you know, so far. And a guy who I feel that has a lot of promise moving forward. Armor Davis, you know, concerned a little bit about him staying healthy, but obviously has talent. And then, of course, with Marcus now, Peters, you know, hopefully being out there week one. And Marlon, it's unusual the Ravens don't have injury problems at corner, major ones, and that they have so much depth at corner. That was another issue mm-hmm. after the season. Can they improve their cornerback depth? And they have done that. So, yep. unfortunately for guys like Seymour, just does, don't think that with the roster being so tight other places that he's done enough. And even a guy like Worley, who's had some moments, just don't think they've done enough. Yeah, Seymour was one of my original wink-wink deal guys. I thought that he would make the roster, would just have to be released and then re-signed uh, after the moves, the two moves to place players on IR. Because Seymour is a, a good special teams player, the Ravens have talked about it a, a couple of times, about what he offers on special teams. And and as a cornerback, you know, he, he battles. He's going to lose some, he's going to win some. I thought he was having a pretty good game uh, Saturday night before his injury. Um, but he's a guy that is a veteran, well-respected, uh, like I said, a special teams player that I think the Ravens would like to have on this roster, unfortunately suffer the injury, but you know, is there a way that he could come back? Um, is there a way that they could retain him? You know, 
maybe you, you could place him on IR um, and, and open up the option to bring him back at some point this season. I think that's an option potentially, depending on how serious his ankle injury is. Um, so that's one to monitor. But I think if the Ravens don't keep Seymour on the 53, which I anticipate they will not, he's on speed dial. I also think Daryl Worley, you know, they're a little light at six, especially if Armour Davis isn't healthy. I think they would like to have a little bit more cornerback depth. So I think that's one to watch. Um, all right, safety. I've got four. Marcus Williams, Chuck Clark, Kyle Hamilton, and Geno Stone. The person that I do not have on, unfortunately, is Tony Jefferson, one of our favorite guys, one of everybody's favorite guys. Uh, I just don't think that the Ravens have enough room to keep Tony on this 53. Yeah, I think they could do a wink-wink with Tony, obviously, and he's a guy you may see playing here. He wants to be here. Uh, he could have other options, but Baltimore, as he mentioned last night, Baltimore's home. This is where he wants to be. Uh, Geno Stone, to me, is a guy who just solidified his place. We obviously knew Marcus Williams, Kyle Hamilton, and then Chuck Clark, another guy I think deserves a shout-out, just the way he's handled you know, the situation with them drafting Kyle Hamilton. Chuck Clark has been outstanding all through training camp and basically has shown you why he's been so valuable here the last few years. But Gino, you know, he's looked good playing safety. He can play special teams. He's a guy who has a nose for the football. If there's an injury in front of him, they know that Gino Stone's a guy who can step in. So that's another reason why it's just tough for Tony to be – that fifth safety uh, or replacing Geno Stone. Geno's younger. um, He's playing well. But I I wouldn't surprise me if Tony is here at some point after he's not on the initial 53. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Then specialists, uh, that's obvious. Justin Tucker, Jordan Stout, and Nick Moore. Uh, Ravens have one of the best special teams units in the league, so really good stuff there. All right, Cliff, let's wrap this up with an email. Uh, as always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. We got an email from Patrick Kuhn. Says, good evening, gents. Great win tonight at the bank. And here in Houston, great wins, I should say. Orioles are rolling, he says. And how about that Demarcus Robinson debut? Uh, Demarcus Robinson, obviously, like we said, had the two big uh, long catches, finished with four for 135 and a touch. Not a bad debut at all. Uh, so Patrick says, I think Robinson performed great, but to a degree, this is probably what we should have expected. He's a seasoned pro and should have dominated against this level of competition. I'm glad to see he was up to the task. He looks ready to contribute right away. I agree with that. I think that Demarcus Robinson is for sure going to have a role in this offense. Obviously, he's still learning the offense, um, but showed that he can he can help out the early on the season. Uh, so Patrick's question is, did you see any bubble players have a significant enough performance to make a difference in making the 53, or do you view the roster essentially set outside of preseason week three? Uh, so we'll answer that question first. Cliff? Okay, well, as far as guys locking things up, Josh Ross, if there was any question, which I think there is, about him making a roster, I think that, in my mind, Josh Ross locked up a spot last night. I just feel he brings too much at this point to be to be cut. Um, I think Isaiah Mack helped himself last night. We'll see if he did enough to make the 53, but I definitely think his performance Saturday night helped. And then Christian Welsh, I thought, played really well. Um, He helped himself. Whether he did enough to make it, 
we'll see, but he's definitely someone who rose to the occasion last night being a bubble guy who played well. So those are three players I would point to last night who helped themselves for sure, and we'll see if they helped themselves enough to make the final 53. Yeah, I think Welch is interesting too, and one thing I should have mentioned with him is, you know, if they don't keep 10 offensive linemen and they are thin at outside linebacker, do they keep an extra inside linebacker because they have a little bit of versatility there? Uh, Malik Harrison can play on the outside if need be. Uh, they've had him. He's certainly taken practice reps at outside linebacker. You know, can a guy like Josh Ross step in and play a little outside linebacker if if required to? You know, so did Christian Welch do enough uh, to make his way on the 53-man roster, and that kind of helps – uh, with the outside linebacker depth. I think that's something, a, a possibility, something to think about. All right, another question from Patrick says, are there any teams hurting for kickers or punters right now? Aside from Buffalo, who just released uh, their punter, uh, he says, really glad that we made the right punter draft choice. No joke. Jordan Stout, uh looking more and more on and off the field that that was the right decision for the Ravens to make him the first punter off the board. I don't think that the Ravens are in a situation where they're going to be able to trade a kicker or punter. Uh, they brought in uh, Cameron Dicker, who handled uh, the kicking duties and punting duties. Did he have a punt last night? Yes. Dick Dicker did, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think that they're in a situation where they're going to be trading Cameron Dicker for somebody, but who knows? Eric Tacos is a magician. Maybe they can. Um, so... Yeah, I, I don't I don't see him flipping that one for a late round draft pick. Unfortunately, Pat, what do you think, Cliff? Right, no, I I don't feel that they'll be able to pull off a move like that. Uh, so yeah, I don't look for any you know surprises there. We already talked about Stout, how impressive he's been, you know, as a holder. I think there was a lot of talk about well, you know, this is going to be a new holder for Justin Tucker. Is that going to affect him? Stout has has really stepped in well with that. Obviously, his punting against Arizona, really impressive performance. I just love his personality, too. Doesn't look like this. any of this is, is too big for him per se. I mean, Sam Cooke is a really tough act to follow. Uh, young player coming in, that can be kind of an intimidating situation, but doesn't like Stout's going to be phased by anything that comes his way. So, um, yeah, I just feel that there's not going to be any surprise as far as what they can do with Dicker. Uh, he could end up somewhere else, but I don't think the Ravens are going to be able to trade him. I mean, guy's got a great nickname, Dicker the Kicker. Hit a 38-yard field goal. That helps him out. <laughs> could could start the legend of Dicker the Kicker. Just saying. <laughs> well, you sound, you sound like Eric DaCosta, right? Like, that's <laughs> he's going to be, sell, he's he's gonna gonna be, be selling the nickname. Right, right, right when he's calling teams, think of the merchandise opportunities Exactly, here. exactly. <laughs> got to think big picture. <laughs> exactly. worth, worth at least a seventh rounder, right? <laughs> we'll see on that one uh anyway thanks for the email patrick uh and thank you for all for listening make sure if you haven't done it yet this is the time to put in your submission for the you pick the team contest whoever gets closest to the actual 53 man roster and we gave you some great insight i don't know if you just want to copy this or what not a bad idea but we gave you a lot of great insight today uh make i hope you were taking notes because you need to submit your uh, pick now. They will be all be locked in, obviously, Tuesday at 4 o'clock. Whoever submits the most accurate and the earliest will win the grand prize. That's two tickets 
to the home opener against the Miami Dolphins. That is also an autographed jersey from Kyle Hamilton. I mean, come on. This is good stuff. So make sure you get your submissions entered for You Pick the Team, and we'll be back with you next week. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 